In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. Welcome to Destination Delicious. Today in the studio, I have Kelly English. Hey, Kelly. Hello. We are going to be talking about some fun things going on at Restaurant Hours and some stuff going on at the second line, too. So we have a, we're going to have some fun things to talk about. I want to talk about your Sunday suppers at Restaurant Hours you've just started. We'll talk about some changes that have been happening at the second line and uh, just a few other things. Catch up with you. It's been a while since we've talked. It has. So we will start in just a second. First... St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is leading the way the world understands, treats, and defeats childhood cancer and other life-threatening diseases. And families never receive a bill from St. Jude because all a family should worry about is helping their child live. Visit stjude.org to join the St. Jude mission. Finding cures, saving children. Kelly. Hello. I had Sunday supper last night at Restaurant Iris, as you know. Because verdict? Do we have a verdict? Yeah, verdict. Thumbs. How many thumbs do I have? I've I got, see I've two. Got, I've got two. That's all I've got. They're both up. There we go. I'll take it. Uh, it's fun, right? It was fun. It was fun, and it was good. Those mashed potatoes were fabulous. We talked about the mashed potatoes mm-hmm. um, a couple of, a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago when we first talked about this, and you said they're always going to be great mashed potatoes. Great, like textbook mashed potatoes. You know, they were the idea behind the dinners are, you know, when I, when I think back to when I was a kid and I grew up in a squarely, if you were to take all of the, the, the economic classes, we were squarely middle-class. So with my brother and myself and my parents, if, if we needed to have a nice meal out, um, there had to be some type of way that, or reason that we could go out and and have those like really nice meals. And I wanted Iris to be a place where I could look around and see families or groups of friends that I might not normally see in there. So, you know, Sunday nights we do 30 bucks. You get to share a big salad. Did you like that part of it? Oh yeah. The salad's great. We'll talk about salad in a minute because it was really, really well, good. Excellent. So yes, everybody I, gets to choose I, their I, own dressing. I'll go through. The, I will do a little mini review of oh. your meal right here. Well, I will. We've okay. got, we got coming up. But. Um, and then, and then you get a choice of four entrees. Three, uh, three sides come with it, so it's kind of a fancy meat and three. You get a choice of cake or ice cream for dessert, and we also have uh, for kids. But under the age of 13, they pay their age if they order off the kids' menu. And you get like noodles and butter or a cheeseburger or catfish nuggets. It's just a lot of fun. There were several kids there last night, too. And, yeah. they, and they were quiet. I mean, they were everything about They were not. I mean, you know, you didn't like notice that there were children in a restaurant, It was, which is, look, you know, now that I have young grandchildren, yeah, I mean, I... Right. Okay, that kind of goes over my head anyway. Whatever, but no, these were all these were all well behaved. Well, so my one of them. my girlfriend has twin four year olds, so being around them and and you know seeing like the challenges that that come about that I've never really thought about not being a parent too. I thought it would be neat to have a night at Iris where we just kind of say. Bring your kids; it's going to be fine. And and it was fine. One, uh, so it's kind of funny. I was Michael Donahue was in. It was four of us there last night, and Michael was one of them. And so a woman came up to him and asked for um, for him to take a picture of her grandchild, but she didn't ask it in a direct way, and. I, I didn't really catch what was going on, and he didn't either, and somebody else had to explain it to him a few minutes later. So he said, okay, fine, I'll go over and take a picture. And the little girl started screaming, no, 
you can't take my picture. And the whole family well, saying, you got to get permission, right? Well, yeah, she, she, <laughs> she was about three or four and she just, you know, no, her whole face was, it was anti-photo. It wasn't going to happen. And Michael kept, you know, oh, let me, let me in. I said, give, give it, it up. up. You're not, yeah, you're yeah. not going to win this. Don't so, die on that hill. That's right. No, it's no, kind of no, funny. No. Um, Dinner was really good. So we got there and you know, went to the bar because uh, Michael and I got there a little bit early. Not Actually, Michael and I got there on time. It was funny. I was wait, We were waiting on two other people who were coming to join us, and they were late. So I, I have kind of this really little passive-aggressive thing I do. If you're one minute late, I send you and say, do you, do you know the address or something like this? Um and funny story for Natalie sitting here in the studio with us. When I so I told her, you know, we, I do this sometimes. We may be somewhere waiting on someone, and if they're late, we'll do it. And so one night I was late to a work event. I, I knew I was going to be late. It wasn't something I had to be on time. And Natalie sends me a text that says, "No rush, but I can't wait to see you." And I thought. Oh, good. Look at Natalie go. She really picked it up. And so when I got there, I showed her my phone. I said, that was great. And anyway, it was sent for her. She meant for it to go to her husband. But anyway, it's a new thing now. No rush, but we can't wait to see you. So, um, so we sat there, talked with Parks, and um, you know, had a glass of wine. Enjoyed that seven dollar wine, happy hour pricing. Yes. So we're gonna have a different wine special every night, every once in every a while. Every Sunday, yeah, every Sunday. Every once in a while, we'll do no corkage, and we'll always on Sunday nights do. We'll we'll, we'll give you a free corkage if you buy buy a bottle from us. So if you buy your white from us, we'll pop your red. No no big deal. That's great. That's a good idea. Yeah. So we sat there anyway, and we we, looked at the menu, decided what we were going to do, and then when it was time to sit down, and when that salad came, I was really impressed. That was a big, beautiful salad, and the dressings were great. Oh, thanks. So you get this nice salad. Which one did you have? I had the blue cheese. Well, I'm a blue cheese fan. Me too. And and when you have the little, you know, the sour cherries in the salad, Mm -hmm. you got to have the blue cheese to go Mm -hmm. with it. But the the buttermilk dill was really good too. Thanks. Other people had that. Uh, the salad had uh, it was spinach and uh, green leaf lettuce and then uh, onions, cucumbers yep. and and the the sour dried, the not the tart not dry, sour dried the, cherries uh, the, right the, yeah. the tart dried cherries it was a great salad huge big so pretty I have a picture of it I, I, you know what it looks like I, I do right I made now. it <laughs> yeah, no. well you did a good job. Um, we as one person went for the steak, went mm-hmm. for the ribeye. By the way, when we got there, not only were there these families with kids, but there was another table of friends who were there doing the same thing that we did, which was going for a birthday dinner. It's a great deal. Do you have do you have these friends who do this where you all have to get together and celebrate the birthdays, and it happens like you have to do it like three times per birthday? Uh, you know, I, I, have I, this. I usually give the celebrations. So. Well, you gave ours last <laughs> night, I'll so take it. we appreciate that. But so we we have these. Um, so you, the four of us get together for birthday. Then like two of us will get together, and then the other, there'll be another two. So there's all these separate dinners, and then a communal dinner. And not everybody's quite as John Bifus is fine with one dinner. I'm fine with one dinner. Others a little bit more high maintenance. Fair enough. You got to have more dinners. Fair enough. But 
But it was a nice uh, way to do it. You, the cake and the ice cream was good. But they were having their birthday dinner over there, too. So there was a lot. And there was another table in the corner. And they were doing the same thing because they had confetti. So there was a lot of happy birthday singing going on. It was very festive. Well, it was and fun. W- when, we, when we were designing all this, even – I don't know if you could tell in the serving pieces that very not – very festive. Like we had, we had pink plates and, and bowls and like, I just wanted everything to be fun and no pomp and circumstance. It was, well, actually you had what we got. Our salad plates were, you know, just like a little, like mm-hmm. a little grandma mm-hmm. pattern. And now you were talking about going out with your family in my family forever. I mean, up until, I mean, you know, for the first 40 years of my life until my grandparents, uh, when my grandmother died, we had Sunday dinner together Every Sunday, unless you're out of town or something like that, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, supper. It was dinner. I mean, it was midday, so it was. We call it Sunday. On Sundays, you turn it around. You have dinner and supper instead of lunch and dinner. Correct. That's how it works. Um, and I love the tradition of having a Sunday meal with, Me too. whether it's family or friends. I just pass the potatoes. It, right. Right. Do the health, yeah, for real. I mean, sit there and just keep talking and picking at your food and you know whatever. It's just it's so convivial. So I like that, um, but I don't like necessarily cooking on a Sunday night anymore. That's fair. So I did that for like a couple of years after I got divorced. We'd still you know have the kids and 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 Bob over, and it just turned into an ordeal of having to get it all together. So I like I like what. Well, people not wanting to cook on a Sunday night is quasi business plan for me (laughs) i think it's a good plan um i ordered the chicken thighs with brown butter Uh because there's almost nothing in the world i like better than brown butter they were really good i like chicken thighs well i like chicken thighs too but i mean brown butter really you put them together chicken my favorite part is the thigh me too i love it yes it was it was more than i could eat i sent a whole thigh home you there were two thighs and that was you know with the sides, it was a lot of food. Um, the brown butter was perfect. Well, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I liked it a lot. The Brussels sprouts are back. Mm-hmm. Just is, on that night. This, right. Just Sunday night. So we'll always have mashed potatoes. We'll always have Brussels sprouts. And then we'll have another side that kind of rotates seasonally. Last night was... It was uh, mushrooms. It was mushrooms braised in cherry wine. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know if you noticed it, but you kind of had a meat and three. Well, I I did know I knew how, I know how to count. We, I, knew, I knew how many. We we know you can count. I to can 10, count to ten, and I can count mm-hmm. to three. So yep. we did good there. Um, so here's the thing: we're talking about brown butter, and we happened to come up in the elevator together. So this week, I would I cooked dinner midweek uh, at home because we were going to the Orpheum, and there wasn't. I mean, it just you know the the way things worked out, there just wasn't enough time to be um, uh, my. Um, my uh, my friend had a late meeting, so we were having to, you know, just kind of rush through dinner. So I so said, I'm just going to do like some scallops and brown butter and right. lemon and capers. But I made the brown butter ahead of time because, Kelly, I can never get my brown butter right. I've got a thing. Now, I made a perfect brown butter. I made it a couple of days ahead, so it would be done. I was so pleased with myself. And so I poured it into a container, turned around to the sink to wash the uh, to wash out the pan and I noticed the dogs are running in the kitchen. Plastic container. Yes, can you believe I did that? I've done it so Made many times. Made the biggest mess. Yeah, up butter my is perfect no fun. brown butter. Yeah. I I can't even believe I was that stupid to do that. So, um, but I made it again and I I, I it was a 
perfect batch second time. So, so do, I you, think I, do you scrape the bottom of your pan? I did this time. Yeah, I like to. Oh, I had got a whisk and I just kept, I didn't like start every minute, but I, kind of, I paid a lot more attention to it. So I think that suspending, so basically what you're doing with your brown and butter is you are toasting or burning the milk solids in your butter. Butter is a suspension of fat in those milk solids. So if you, I feel like if you keep them moving, you'll have a much better, like, even product than having burnt stuff on the bottom. Well, you know what I did the next day? No. I didn't, I did not, I, I didn't really, you're exactly, that's exactly what I did, but I did it, um, I, they were still kind of separated. Do you like because, to leave the bits in or do you strain them out? No, I leave them in. I leave them in. Yeah, I leave them in. I left them in too. Yeah. Uh, but the next day, so, you know, I had this separated uh, thing of perfectly hard, solid brown butter in the fridge, and I took it and I microwaved it for just like, 30 seconds or so, just enough to soften it. And then I took, just took a fork and stirred it all up. But it was still kind of solid, yeah. but it mixed all of the bits up. And so now I have really, really perfect brown butter in my refrigerator, and I'm so proud of myself. You know, I think one of the, at home at least, one of the, the most versatile pieces of kitchen equipment people don't think about are the old school ice trays. So pesto or brown butter, once it cools a little bit, you throw it in there, you freeze them, you put them in a bag, and then when you need one, you pull it out and throw it in the pan. I, I use that all the time. It's awesome. Everything. I, I have like tiny little ones if I want just like lemon juice or yeah. lime. I have them poured When your teaspoons. basil crop comes yeah, in. Yeah, I, I always have yeah. it for pesto. And I did it this year for figs for because I had too many figs. You know, I really, I love them fresh, but I, you get so, I mean, I don't do want to preserve them and freeze them? I'm not crazy about fig preserves as much as I love figs. Uh -huh. So I just pureed them and put them in ice cubes because I love them in my smoothies in the Fair morning. Enough. And they're great. And I can just, I mean, I'll have smoothies probably until, you know, the next figs come, come around. Maybe not that long, but but maybe. I have a lot. It, were, it was a good crop this year. Um, so anyway, Iris loved the Sunday night yep. suppers. Had a few changes at the second line since you were on here last time. I've written about them, but right. tell us. So, well, actually, so we And more, right. Yeah, we did Sunday night dinner last week. We're adding Saturday and Sunday brunch at Iris this week. So we'll have a jazz band every Saturday morning um, uh, and have a brunch. Sunday brunch will be back. It's something that we had right when we opened. And, uh, and we stopped doing it really because... Uh, I needed to have a day off. I needed to be able to get away from there for for a minute. Um, and now that we kind of have a whole lot a whole lot of things going on more, I can take different days here and there. So uh, it, it was really one of our most popular things that we used to do, really for the biscuits. Mm. Uh, people seem to love the biscuits. I know Teddy loves our biscuits. He talks about it all the time. But um, yeah, I, you know, I can't get on board with the Teddy movement. I still have to call him Ted. I just can't <laughs> do it. I can't. Fine. Sorry, Tedrick. Yeah. Hey, Ted. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tedward. <laughs> Ted Stefer. We can go yeah. on and on all day. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, so we add those things, and look, there, there's a parking problem at Overton Square, and even worse than a parking problem, there's a perception of a parking problem. Uh, the, the hotel is coming right across the street from the second line. And in the first couple of weeks, it was fine, but we've seen more and more go along where people just aren't willing to park and walk that far for lunch. And I see it. Well, it's hard for some people. Some people only have an hour for well, lunch. Well, let's be fair. Let's be very fair. You have an hour for lunch. Are you going to park in that parking deck, walk up to Overton Square, and then walk 12 minutes past six on the restaurants to get to us? I don't think you are. Well, I don't think I would. 
you know, and in, unless you're specifically coming to our restaurant, which some people do. And thank you for all those people that do that. But I can't put my employees in a position to where we're just doing this thing over and over and over. And, you know, these people are trying to feed a family. So I think, I think it's a much smarter way for us to keep the services Friday, Saturday, and Sunday lunch at second line when we have valet parking, uh, you know, Monday through Thursday morning, we can't really afford to have valet parking, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we've kept it. So while we're, we're losing those four shifts, we're adding three things that we're doing at Iris. We're using the employees we have uh, already in-house. Some people are getting opportunities to work at Iris. Um, some things are getting reshuffled a little bit. But I think that this is the best way that we can put the people that who work really hard to make sure that I can earn a living in the best possible position we can for them to earn a living and feed their own families. Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, and then let's come back and talk about those at those brunches coming up too. Sure. The Destination Delicious podcast is brought to you by FedEx. FedEx delivers more than just packages or pallets. We deliver possibilities. Okay, back to brunch. First of all, yep. jazz brunch on, on Saturday, which you just said. Jazz brunch on These Saturday. These are 11 to 3 both days, right? 11 to 2. 11 to 2, whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you going to kick me out at 2? No, 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 no. Okay. We'll take yeah. our last reservation at 2. All right. We got, we got to sweep them up before dinner. Oh, I guess you do. You do have to get cleaned up. Oh, yeah. oh that's right. Because, of course, Sunday night dinners, too. So, yeah, yeah. you're open. Are you? Did you get rid of Monday night service? Or are you still no. doing? We're seven, so, you so we're, are seven days a week We are now. seven days a week at both restaurants for dinner, Friday through Sunday uh, at Second Line, Saturday and Sunday at Iris. The uh, You said the biscuits are coming back for sure. Mm-hmm. We talked possibly about something like maybe midnight snack, something like that. We're gonna, you're going to see some things at brunch that that are don't remind you of the, of the old Irish that are from the old Irish midnight snacks or the old shrimp and grits. We'll probably have a raviolo here and there. I know we're going to have my grandmother's or my not my grandmother's my father's griots uh, back on the menu for that, Ooh. especially during these cold months. Is it grits and griots or griots and grits? Grits and griots. I, okay, that's what I thought, but sometimes I feel like I'm saying that wrong. You put the grits in the bowl first. That's okay. what I say. That's how I can remember it like that. <laughs> I love grits and grits. Me too. Love them. I do pork. Some people do beef. Some people do veal. Uh, traditionally, it's veal. I, I just think that pork works best with that dish. I have always only done beef. I never yeah. thought about it. I just I guess I thought that yeah. griots were always going to be. Uh, well, well griots traditionally were served after midnight mass between uh, after Christmas Eve midnight mass. It was a thing to eat like in the middle of the night in a time called Revion uh, in New Orleans, which is just it starts uh, the day before Christmas Eve ends at the end of Christmas. And it's just a kind of a feast. I always thought that was beignet time. Well, there's no time that's not beignet <laughs> that's time. That. Can we have some beignets? Oh man! Can we have some look beignets? At, look at all the look at yeah, all look, these angry eyes looking at me. We have, we have hands. Me. There are a lot of hands flying around in this. You room, know, yeah. I'll tell you that um, we're gonna we're gonna do a whole lot of different things. We're gonna try to do those things. There's a lot that goes on in that kitchen between Second Line and Iris. Yeah, but the, but there's a fry station in that. There kitchen. is a fryer. There in that can station. there can be. Yeah, some you're shooting beignets. holes and everything that yeah, I want to say beignets, right now. I understand beignets. That. beignets for we will sure. we will work on beignets. The one thing that we won't do is is if we're gonna do beignets, they're gonna be beignets of powdered sugar. Well, of course. Right. What else, what, I, well, some people. I'm not going to say anything's right or wrong, but traditionally, you wouldn't stuff them with anything. And oh, I've don't, had, no. I've had delicious ones that are stuffed in town. And, I am, I'm going to tell you right now, there's something wrong with that. Okay. I'm going to. I'm saying that I would not stuff a beignet. I mean, well, you can stuff it if you want to, but don't call it a beignet. I agree with it, that. Then, it, then you have a 
I don't know, whatever you call it. Uh, you know, yeah. you've got fried dough stuffed with well, what whatever. About, what, what's your donut? Like, I, I, I like two types of donuts, really. Well, maybe three. I like glazed donuts. Mm-hmm. I like apple fritters. And I like the buttermilk cakey things. Those but, are the exact my favorites. But really. don't don't put chocolate on it for me. Don't, don't put stuff jelly it with in jelly. It. Like none of that. Oh, I, don't I want can't it. believe. Oh, wait a minute. There is a fourth one. Oh, there is. Is it oh. the twisty cinnamon one? Well, there's nothing wrong with cinnamon sugar one. Okay, there's more than four. I mean, let's really be for real here. We could probably come up with ten good donuts. I mean, but the one that. Every now and again, I always say, like when, you know, my uh, my grandchildren, they live in Austin, but they call donuts, they don't even know what a donut is. They call it a Gibson's. That's what they think <laughs> of as donuts. When they, when they're in Austin, when we're in Florida, anywhere, if they want donuts, they say, let's let's get Gibson's. Do you like donut what, holes? I love donut holes. You know what? I, I have a problem with donut holes. Not, well, I don't even know why. It depends on where you get your donut holes. I, not, not anything about the taste. They're not holes. At all, they're the opposite of they're holes. Balls. They're, the, they're balls. They're the complete opposite of a hole. Well, that's true. The donut hole is in the donut, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, well, it's not a hole. Okay. And that's what, the end, that's the end of my 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 diatribe against donut holes. Well, here's the other. Otherwise, donut. put them in my mouth. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's what I was going to. They're perfect <laughs> bite sized yeah. donut balls. Yeah. That we'll call them donut yeah, balls, balls of dough. That's, that's fine. right. And fried dough is in every culture, but the other donut that. I like, but I refuse to actually buy it unless I have a kid with me. Is the one that's full of the vanilla cream, like the birthday icing? Unfamiliar. Oh my god, you're you're not familiar either. No, I don't like it. Oh, what about the powdered ones in the gas station? Oh, and the little the little yeah. tasty cake type yeah, ones. I like those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to. Man, when I was a teenager, that was my breakfast. It's kind of like kind of like finger sandwiches. I might be able to eat one sandwich. But I can pro- if you put finger sandwiches in front of me, I might be able to eat the equivalent of like four sandwiches. The oh, you, are you okay? Yeah. The holes are the, the right. things like just 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 down the hatch. Well, I know because they are just tiny little baby food, and mm-hmm. and that happens. So okay, so you're gonna have beignets. We, we've come up with that. <laughs> I've right? just been painted yes. into a corner. Yeah. So beignets have happened. I tell you what, we will we will have beignets in the we we will we will experiment with them, and I will have them soon. I won't. I won't say this weekend. Not promising. Not, not promising this come. Not promising first brunch. I'm here to be vague. Well, you, we're gonna, we're gonna get. We so far we have a promise that beignets will be coming. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good yes. enough. That's as far as I'll push that. Now, besides just the brunch there, though, you have at Second Line. I haven't been yet because I only found out about it not too long ago. But it sounds fabulous, and you keep telling me about it, and I am going to go. Um, you have the drag brunch on the last Saturday. Well, it really depends on the schedule for the uh, the drag queens to come out and perform. So they kind of set when. But we always have a community partner. Um, we've we've done it without Memphis. We've done it with Friends for Life. This year, not this year, but this month, we're partnering with uh, the American Cancer Society. It's so much fun. I, to me, the second line is about having fun and. Uh, it's it's first of all we, I have a credit to a lot of people on my staff that put those things together. It's not it's not like I'm organizing those things. We, there's a guy named Greg Todd that helps with with those a lot, and it was kind of his his brainchild. And um, you know our, our staff works really hard at him, and it is wonderful to see a group of people that haven't had an opportunity to really come out and just have fun at what they want to do. 
um, you know, out on a patio and, and that stuff. And it, it warms my heart to be able to be part of that. You do a lot of th- fun things on that patio. Last year, the funeral for the saints, mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was so much fun. That was crazy. I mean, that was really, it was, uh, it was insane. Yeah, it was, but it, but it was great fun. It was one of the most fun things that certainly the most fun thing that, uh, you know, had covered up to that year because it was in January, but, but remains so for, for the year of 2019. So there was a, it was a fake funeral, but it was a funeral for, um, it it had something to do with the 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 stealing of the the, saints uh, got robbed. That's right. We had a referee on hand for people to read victim impact statements to. There was a woman crying. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. For real, it yep. happened. Natalie, yep. Natalie's like snickering, but it, she, no, she, it was, they did, it was tears. This is this was hard on a lot of people. Tears. Yeah, we, was, we had a, a funeral home come out and bring a hearse and you know a guest sign in book. And, and there was like a second line around uh, a non permanent second line. But we did. But we I have, did. Second I've made line. a career out of asking forgiveness over permission. Did you have to ask forgiveness for that, or did anyone not, care? No, not yet. Yeah, I've had to ask forgiveness for plenty of things in my life, but not that one. Well, that one was. Uh, we did go around. Uh, it, it was a fun day. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was fun sure. to be there. Good it was music fun too. Right about it. Yeah, it was. And yeah. it was. And lots. Of lots of hallelujah and the whole yeah. thing. I, I, I felt kind of like I'd been churched or something. Yeah, no, I felt I good. I yeah, it was it. nice. It was I a good it. feeling. Okay, what else? Anything? Anything else we need to uh, to touch on? You know, um, with you, Finos is is going well. Um, we uh, we're really excited about all the things that that uh, we've gotten to do over there, which is really just maintaining what what they were doing. Um, I think that can I just take a minute and say one thing about Fino's bread? It's the same bread that has always been at Fino's. You have not changed where you get your bread. Nope. It's still we, coming from La Baguette. Yep. Same bread always. So people, I'm sorry if you want to say the bread. I, I, this, you know, this is I've told you about this. this. Is something that makes me mad when I hear someone say the bread's not the same. Yes. It is, and if it's not, it's not your fault. Well, sorry, we, just... we we've worked with them to to make sure they're using the same recipe. I can't. There's not much more I can affect than that. They, so, what? But the bread is fine. No, it's the bread yeah. is perfectly fine. It is. But every now and again, someone will say, "You know, I really like it," but you know, I wish they'd use the same bread. And I say, "It is the same exact bread. It's the it's, same damn bread. It is. That's that's." Kind of what I say. Bought Some, locally. Something like it. Supporting another local small business. Well, I was I was in. I was pleased. I am Team Provel. I do like the Provel cheese. Only on that one thing, I would not want to just eat Provel cheese. Like you like on a pizza. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, oh, did I have it on a sandwich too? We have some of them have sandwiches. Some okay. of some of the sandwiches have Provel. Well, that I was probably okay with that too, then. But yeah, on the pizza is where I really do like it. And when I last time I was in St. Louis and I bought some of it, thinking, okay, because I like it on this uh, pizza, I'll try it. Oh no, it's not just by itself. It's not what you want to eat. No, no, it's no. just like you know, cutting a, no, it's like white a slice Velveeta. of pizza. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what it's like. But it works on the pizza. It does. It does for me. Um, so I'm glad that's going well. And um, got second line. Is now you're still having Friday lunch though because Friday lunch is important. Yep. So we have Friday lunch still at with valet parking. Hey, yeah, and when you were saying it's hard to park, you know how hard it was for me to park last night. Oh, uh, like I parked right there. I handed the guy my key, and y'all validated my uh, uh, ticket, and 
my car was waiting for you me. You know, and I'll tell left. you, complimentary valet is it, that's a uh, th- that that took some planning for us to do. You know, I think that I think that people think that restaurants make a whole lot more money than they do. People do think that, Kelly. That's for real. And um, you know, it's it's if a restaurant is running correctly. Um, and, and working really hard to do it, they make between three and five percent profit. That's what they do. And when you're talking about adding a, a, a valet service that'll cost you two grand a month, that, that's a that's a big deal. Ooh, that's a big deal. Yeah. So um, you know that's an investment we put back into our employees to make sure that we're doing everything we can while these things are happening. And look, Second Line Lunch will be back as soon as that hotel opens. We're going to reopen it for lunch. When is that? Do you know? Eighteen months. They yeah. say. You know, if I could get out there with a jackhammer and help them move it along faster, I certainly would. I just don't think it would help that much. Uh, no, I, I'm no, sure no. they'd let you out there, no, but no, no, I don't no, know that no, it's going to make a difference. Things. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, you stay, you do your thing. Yeah, plus this time of year, I learned this this morning, I don't own a proper coat for this time of year. Is there one that's made that is proper for this time of year? Do you have a coat that works all day for you right now? Um, well, like I had on a really yes, heavy coat this morning and yes. now I don't need one. No, you didn't, you didn't really need a heavy coat this morning. Did you? I felt like I did. Did you? You know, as I'm getting older, I, I've found that my hands and feet get cold. We've talked about this. Right? I told you it's when you're hungry. You, this is when my hands and feet get, if my hands start to get the cold, time. well, then eat some more. When my hands start to get cold, it's, well, I mean, it could be freezing. I mean, this weekend I was out, I was outside and everybody that, you just got to get know, a little sandwich hand, into your hands? They would say, like yes, on the inside. If I only had some beignets, my hands <laughs> would feel great. But, but when, um, it, my hands do get cold, but I've also noticed anytime that I start to feel like, you know, my hands are like fingertips are getting cold, that type of thing. I have to wait say, okay, wait, have I eaten? Because sometimes it's when I'm hungry. So think about that. But no, I hate cold weather. I can't stand it. I don't, but. I was. I didn't even leave the house in a uh, cut up this jacket, this this light sweater I'm wearing. Is what I wore today. It's gonna be in the seventies. What is You're your good. biggest pet peeve in a restaurant? I'm gonna I'm gonna turn a question on you. Well, I, it it could have come with a little bit of warning because now I'm gonna have to sit and think. I'll about. give you my biggest pet peeve on diners. Okay, on diners. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. You just you just pet peeved on me because diner. We don't have diners in the South. I just did you this. People, oh, uh, customers. I'm sorry. I thought you meant diners, like you know, yeah. like Mel's Diner or yeah. something and, like that. And when, when, so okay, no, no, no. What's your biggest I don't, pet peeve? And, and when uh, don't don't um, misjudge me when I say that. I'm thankful for. I'm everyone I'm going to judge that comes you in. properly. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I'm thankful for everyone that comes in. We've had a rash of of customers recently that do not read the menu. So the other day, so do they just say, "What do you have?" No, I mean, what do no. they do? We had someone send back. Our pimento cheese, crawfish, and andouille cheese fries at the second line. They were a vegetarian. And they were like, We I don't eat meat. And like, well, it's Did on they the maybe menu. not know what andouille is? But, but the they crawfish, know crawfish, crawfish, that's for sure. You're right. You know, and and look, I am we're we we are we, we talked about restaurants being under profitable, right? Mm-hmm. What, what am I supposed to buy the second one? Like in that case, if someone didn't read them, what, what what should I do? If 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 someone sends something back and it is literally written on the menu and said, "I didn't know there was crawfish in this. I'm allergic." Do it? Does it cost me the? Does it cost me the first one? Don't you think it has to? Even though it's unfair, it is unfair. It is unfair, but it's just a. 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to do. You leave what you, somebody leaves mad, but it's their right. fault. Right. I agree with you that it's their fault. It's right. totally their fault. So, your pet peeve on restaurants. <sighs> Thing that drives you the baddest when it happens. I think my pet peeve is sometimes when you have a menu that... Okay, this is my pet peeve. If they're other than little things like, yeah, I do want salt and pepper sometimes because mm-hmm. it's not to say that the kitchen hasn't done a good job. There's a big range of the proper salt ratio. I mean, you know, you go from undersalted to oversalted, but there's a whole lot of middle. And so if it's oversalted, so it's got to go, go back. But sometimes I'm going to want a little bit of salt, and I usually want black pepper. I like black pepper on a lot of things, so... I want I want access to salt and pepper at my meal, first of all. I want my food properly temped. That's a thing that annoys me. If I know something's coming out and it's been sitting... We're talking medium rare, we're talking hot and cold, or both. Well, well, if it's not, if my steak is not medium rare, it's going back. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's... It, I mean, you can undercook it a little bit and I'd be fine with it. But if it's you know, Over. overcooked, it's going back. It's going to. It has to. It. I mean, I had it, it, this. This is a fine restaurant. I, I have, was having. I have a funny story for you after this. But go okay. Ahead. Well, I was having. I mean, this is in one of the the best places in town, and um, with. Teddy, in fact, I said that just so yes. So Testifer? We, yes, it was several of us. It was a birthday thing again. There are so many birthday dinners. People just don't understand. We don't have to celebrate birthdays. We can just, you know, just have a drink. But I, I have too many meals. But we ordered, um, you know, nice, big, fancy burgers. And um, there were five or six of us. And they all came out overcooked. And I took a bite of mine and I said, no, I asked for medium rare. And so Ted, of course, Ted's bite was half his burger was already gone. But everybody else said, oh, no, that's fine. We'll eat it. And I said, why are you eating this? Is This is a $20, effectively a $20 burger. No, you're, we're sending them back. And, and I did. I sent mine back and it came out, um, Cooked properly the second time, and Ted sent his back. Although, again, like I said, you know, one bite, you know, he ended up with you know, four burgers because you know, of his bite sizes. You know how he how he eats uh, that he can put away some food. So, yeah, I do want things tempt, but that's easy enough to fix. Except that it does disrupt the meal because if not everybody is, you know, if I just tell people go ahead and eat, which you should anyway. Eat when your food comes out. If your food eat your food when it's hot, but I also want things. Um, yeah, the temperature of the food has to be right. Don't bring me cold mashed potatoes, for instance. I mean, that's that's gross. They start to turn into glue. And it's not hard to do. I know there's a lot that goes on in the kitchen, but bringing the food at the right temperature should happen. Having seasoning on the table should happen. If I want... Um, I want anything that's not unreasonable, I think an accommodation should be made. And if I point out this is... Wrong, And I don't do that a lot because a lot of times, I mean, that's just, I just, you know, I take it on the chin and then that's my deal. I have to you put that into the evaluation of, of what I think about the, the restaurant. But a, another recent meal, there was something really like wrong with the food, like a chemical or something had gotten into it. And I mean, it, it was very off tasting. And they sent it back, we sent, we sent it back. They brought the same thing out. And I said that, Please just taste this because something's wrong, and and then the chef um, came out later and apologized and and still apologizes. That goes a every long time, way. Every time that um, you know I see him, he'll say, 
are you still sick? Are you still sick? Are you still sick? I said, I never got sick. You know, it's nothing like that. So yeah, have, having a little bit of attention paid, but if it's just ignored, if you ask for something, if you say, this is, this is not right, it is. Now, having said that, I do realize that there are people who they literally try to nitpick at a restaurant for one, they want to think that, um, that, they just they want to be critical. They want to be able to get on and give a bad Yelp review. I mean, they're just some real people who are just really jerky about yep. their behavior. And I can see that you, you know, you don't want to respond. You don't want to encourage people like that. But on the other hand, if I'm not being a jerk about it and I say there's something wrong with this food, I, I do want to be treated. You don't want fabuloso in your shrimp and grits, right? I, well, chemical, you said chemical. I'm well, just. I'm not saying that. If I just nailed that, I'm sorry. No, oh no, I don't. I, I thought <laughs> fabuloso meant something great. I don't even know. What you know the cleaning products, fabuloso. Okay. Oh yeah. It's great. Okay. It's well, fabuloso. All right. I no, I did not. I would not want that in there, and nope. it, for sure, wouldn't want that. And um, you know, I want little thing. If I want sweet tea, I want sweet tea. I don't want to be told there's sugar on the table because sugar does not dissolve in tea and it wants something is sweet and i don't like artificial sweeteners so, i'm the same way yeah so and, and i may not want i usually you know if i'm not drinking wine or so i drink water but i just little things like that pay attention to those things because those are things that um most know, bars have simple syrup i you know what all kitchens can also have simple syrup because simple syrup could cost you. If you threw it all out at the end of the day, you'd lose a dime. Well, How much could it really cost you? It's simple. It's one to one. Yes, it is. It is water and sugar. But, it, but you know, that's not really, that's not a widespread problem. I'm just saying, I'm just coming up with little examples so, of things that I think. I have two things for you. One is a story. One, one is a pet peeve when I'm a diner. And I was a culprit of this for a long time. I'm so tired of the quotation marks on menus. Like, let's just say what we're cooking. Okay. okay. Let's, let's just say it. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about menu things again, I am going to have to say, and we have some serious offenders in this town, people I love, you love too. Am I one? But give me, um, I can't say for sure if you're one or not. I'm I'll, gonna, I'll tell I'll, you if I'm. I am. Tell me what it is. I want a little description of my food. I don't just want ingredients. Um, give me some kind of a description of what I'm going to get. I think I was a, a, a huge offender early on. Okay. Just like quotation. I mean, uh, uh, a comma and a comma and a comma with an ingredient, ingredient, ingredient. Yeah, yeah I'm going to need more than that. I want to know if it's going to be... Um, shrimp and grits. Not yeah. just shrimp, you know, polenta. Yeah, I get it. Do, I get it. Do you, I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, just sure. a little bit more. I mean, honestly, I've even been to... And I'll even say this because I've told them. I, I, one time at uh, one of Andy's and Michael's places... I really thought I was getting like an acorn squash and it came out and I thought, oh, that sounds just lovely. Like a little, you know, half squash stuff with some things. And, and it, I don't even know if there was squash in it. So I said, what is this? You know, so you do have to have a little bit more, um, um, explain it. I don't, I don't need details. I don't need photos. This isn't dim sum. I, you know, I can figure out what it's going to be, but yeah, I want to, I want an idea of what, what it is. So you talked about, an overcooked steak going back or, or something. Most some, people will take care of that without an issue. Well, so my, my, what I do, and, and I try to check with every table, whether I've had a good or, you know, whatever. I try to tell, talk to everyone in the restaurant when I'm there. 
And especially, I think the most important person I talk to is someone that's having, that's had a, a less than great experience. And every once in a while, a steak or a hamburger or whatever does end up overcooked. It happens. So this is early on in Iris. And, and this was back when I wore a white chef coat and I wore a white apron to the floor because I wanted to be as fancy as a possible. You really did wear that long apron. I did. It was I mean, so silly. You could have tripped over ridiculous. that thing. It was really long. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and our servers wore button-down whites with you know the normal white apron and khaki pants. So I had one of my servers come back and say, "Hey, look, I've got a I've got a, a, a really difficult guest at table twenty, um, and I just want to make you aware of that." I said, "Okay." So. We send their food out, and that same server comes back, and he's got a steak in his hand. He said, he ordered this medium rare. This is the same guest I was talking about, and um, he says it's overcooked. And I looked at it, and it was overcooked. It was a fact. And I said, okay, I'll take care of this. And what I normally – what I not normally. I always do in that situation. I bring the food out. I don't – the server doesn't need to be the one to be put in an uncomfortable situation. But I bring the food out. It lets me check with the rest of the table and apologize in an efficient manner and get back to the kitchen. So I bring the food out to this gentleman. I put it down in front of him and I said, I'm really sorry, sir. Um, I hope you enjoy this one better. And he looked at me and he said, how in the bleep do you expect me to eat this without a bleeping knife? Okay. (laughs) So I said, sir, I highly doubt you would allow me to speak to your your office that way. I'm not going to allow you to speak to me in my office that way. And I think that's that's rational, right? So I walk over and I get him a knife and I put it down. And I said, and um, he he looked at me, and I was just standing there, and he said, "What do you want? An apology?" And I said, "No, sir, I, I don't want anything else from you." And I looked at the rest of the table and I said, "I hope y'all are enjoying everything else." So this is where I made my mistake. I started going back to the kitchen, and I was so flipping mad that I turned around Uh-oh. and I went back. Uh, see, yep. you know, it's a bit, oh man. So I turned around and I went back to the table. Okay, and I got to the table, and I was I was mad. But I didn't have anything to say. I was just standing there mad. Okay. And this guy looks up at me and I looked at him and I I didn't have anything to say. And I said, I just wanted you to know that I still don't need that apology. And I turned around very dramatically. I went back to the kitchen. And when the guy was leaving, he he went to the server and he said, hey, look, I, um, I, I think you did a great job tonight, but that bus boy needs to learn some manners. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite stories that I have of restaurant hires. <laughs> and that was probably your two. I'm going to uh, – we'll, we'll close this out with a funny story about sending a steak back. This was not me. This was – I'm even going to – I'm going to name him. This was Michael Donahue. This was years ago at um, Anderton's. And he he sent a steak back, took a, a bite out of the steak, and thought it tasted funny. And thought, you know, this is going to make me sick or something. So he uh, called server over, said, I, I think there's something wrong with this steak. And he, she took it away. She brought it back. A minute or two later, there's a second bite taken out of it. And she said, Mr. Anderton says there's nothing wrong with the steak. Oh, boy. And he said, okay. And he ate a steak, and he was fine. I'm going to ask you one more question. Sure. This is the most uncomfortable thing that happens in restaurants operationally. What What do you think a restaurateur or a manager should do if one table, let's say it's at Iris or a, a restaurant somewhere, uh, one table calls over the manager and says, that table's being too loud. Please tell them to be quiet. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting question. It's not because what, I thought, yeah. Am I supposed to go say, hey, quit having a good time? 
You know, I what do you do is, I, I don't know, because there is a limit. There, you They should be able to have a good time, but... If you're cussing, I, that's a different story. If Well, I mean, oh, yes, it is a different story if you're being offensive. That's true, mm-hmm. because there are some people who, you know, no, and besides that, nobody wants to listen to, you know, people just cussing up a storm and being loud. But we're literally but, there. We exist for people to have a good time. No, but but I had this happen in a restaurant in the last, you know, month or so, and it was one table, and it was, it was a table of maybe eight people. They were so loud that everyone in the restaurant is turning around and looking at them and glaring at them. And this uh, this young man who didn't work there, but this this great kid who um, was a part of this dinner, was saying something about it. And um, and we were you know complaining. He came over. We were just talking to me at, at my table. And I said, guys, they're just so loud. And he said, you know, I'm going to say something to him. I said, it's not your job to say anything to him. You know, you don't, you don't even work here. But he, uh, but he, he went back and he talked to them. He talked to this table, and and then it was time for someone to stand up and do a little presentation on the next round of wines. And he was so funny. He just stood uh, back there by that table, this this non-employee, with his arms crossed, and just stood there like the whole a time. Just stood there the whole time and just watched them. And they were so quiet, and it was just great. And I, I was so impressed with the way that somebody just stepped up and handled it. But but we were uh, we I think that everybody in that restaurant had gotten to the point to where somebody was going to have to go say something to him because they were tremendously loud you know some noise carries anyway but you do have to have respect and if if that had been your restaurant and if people had said to you look this is crazy yeah i think you have to say something to them. i would rather someone be rude to me than be in that position yeah that's the worst position that i can be in maybe that's my personality and maybe that's just kind of what i think a restaurant is um but that's it's the worst position to be in just to have to go tell someone to stop having such a good time well, I'm not taking up for the loudness when I say no, that. I know. And I agree because I do think you should be allowed to have a good time. I, I'm, it, it's a tough situation, but when it, but there's also a point when you know it's over the line yep. and in your, you have a small restaurant and if there's one really loud table in there, it's dominating. you can't, uh, yeah. what's it going to do? You're going to run everybody's meal. That's not fair either. So everybody else who's there, it, they also need to have a good time. So the the, the loud people have to accommodate a little bit right. because the uh, the quiet people aren't really the problem. And it, which is not to, I mean, restaurants need to be, I mean, people are supposed to be having fun. I don't, uh, I don't begrudge anybody that, but when you're being offensive, that's a whole other thing. I just so. want people, uh, and I just want people to know how uncomfortable it is. Like when, when you, you make that request, it's not, it's, it sounds a lot simpler than it is. That's all. I'm not saying and don't I, make the request if you feel you need to. I just, I just want people to empathize with, oh man. Yeah. And I think also there needs to be a, in, you know, there has to be some tolerance on for the fact that you are in a, a place where everybody's going to have a different idea of people what. People are celebrating things, yeah. you know. And I, there was a lot of happy birthday singing last night, for instance. Hey, the whole, and it, it sounded know, like the whole dining room singing. It. It's awesome. Said. Well, there were three, at least three tables of, of birthdays. So, um, and people were, you know, jumping in and singing. So it, it was festive. But if anybody was offended by that, you know, what could they say? And nobody was, of course. How can you be offended by a very short happy birthday song? Right. Couldn't be. Kelly, dinner was lovely. Having you on podcast, always fun. Come again. Oh, anytime you want. All right.
You can subscribe to this podcast and others from The Daily Memphian anywhere you get podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Eat Drink Memphis and keep up with our monthly events at dailymemphian.com slash delicious. For the Destination Delicious podcast, I'm Jennifer Biggs. We deliver olives, Greek sandals, and everything you need to relive that perfect trip to the Mediterranean. But what you really get when FedEx knocks on your door is so much more. FedEx delivery. Memories. What we deliver by delivering. In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place.